Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hi, I'm Felicia Allison Benbury of FeliciaAllisonBenbury.com. Welcome back to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new here, welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur Community. This is a place where women entrepreneurs can rebel against the status quo and dare to create the businesses of their dreams. I teach six principles or tenets to help my unicorn friends reach their goals. If you want to learn about the six tenets, go to FeliciaAllisonBenbury.com. One of the tenets I teach is on leveling up that mindset, how to get your mindset right in order to get to the new level. And that is exactly what today's episode is about. We're talking about criticism and how to deal with it in a way that serves you instead of dealing with it in a way that doesn't serve you and makes you feel low and gets you defensive and takes you away from the work that you need to be doing in your business and on yourself and in the world. Okay, so I'm going to start with a little story, quick story. So I've dealt with criticism. And one thing I've noticed is that anytime you are leveling up, doing well, shining, um, operating in the purpose God has for you or in your zone of genius, there's going to be a devil, a hater, a critic. Now, not all criticism is bad. Okay, but you will get more criticism, whether it's constructive or negative. The better you are at something and as you are elevating to new level. And therefore, it's a very useful tool to become mindful about how we process criticism, how we categorize it, and whether or not we're going to internalize it or not. Now, a while back, six, seven years ago, I was working at a large public defender firm and there was a young lady there who was very mean-spirited and miserable and she appeared to befriend me. And several people told me how this person would hold court, no pun intended, and sort of just rip me a new one and just drag me in the mud. She would talk about my personality, being fake or my dress, um, I was dressing up too much or this or that. Uh, she would make up lies about me. She just went on a, a all out campaign. And at the same time, she was being friendly in my face, inviting me to her office, inviting me to her home, inviting me to hangouts, et cetera. And while not telling me any of these things, these vicious things to my face, she was doing it behind my back. So this is something we would call this negative criticism or hating or, you know, just downright nastiness, <laughs> you know? And I remember just being new to that office, um, already sort of a fish out of boxes. Again, the legal community, less than 5% of attorneys are Black and less women, et cetera, et cetera. So Marty in a man's profession, I'm new, I'm young, I'm coming up. And 
at the time, I was very ambitious and I wanted to try a lot of cases and cut my teeth. And I was trying a lot more cases than my colleagues because I would go out of my way to ask the OGs to give me their ripe for trial cases. And I tried, you know, more cases than some attorneys who've been in four or five years. And I had a winning record. I had won every case that I tried in a two-year period while this woman was going on this campaign. So instead of the focus being, well, for a lot of people, my supervisor, mentors, and my friends, like everyone's like, oh, you know, and, you know, other people were crushing it and killing it too. That wasn't what they saw me as, but it was this particular woman and maybe four or five of her friends. And it was very painful because it was a woman. It was a woman who was a friend of a family member. It was a woman of color. So you would think that, you know, we would look out for each other, but that wasn't the case. And the way in which I dealt with it at the time is I did not internalize it because I looked at the evidence. This woman had access to me. This was a valid criticism, right? It was constructive. Then she had pulled me to the side, let me know to my face what her concerns were. And, you know, I, I would receive it better, by the way. <laughs> and, I, you know, I would analyze it differently had that happened. But she went on a campaign and there was nasty and there was lies. So I already knew what this was about. And I, I just kind of distanced myself from her and everybody else associated with her. And that's how I dealt with it. I have to be honest, I was younger then. I did internalize some of it and you get upset and a little bitter. And that's not what unicorns do. You know, and you definitely have to have the tools to do that. You have to have the maturity, the emotional maturity to do that. And that's what we're going to unpack here in this episode. So let's dig in. Now, as a unicorn, we don't let external things validate us. We validate ourselves. Okay. So if you are someone who allows external things to validate you, the criticism, whether constructive or negative of other people, will have the power to ruin your day, ruin your month, change the way you feel and see about yourself, and just even sort of make you feel a little depressed. That's giving so much power to something outside of yourself. So as a unicorn, and if you're listening to this podcast, you are a unicorn, we don't, we don't go for that, okay? We will analyze the information and we will put it in its appropriate category and we will develop a plan of whether this is something we want to work on or not. So there's three kinds of criticism. Now, first kind of criticism that we're going to talk about here is negative criticism. <laughs> and that's what I was experiencing at that office. Negative criticism is analyzing or voicing objection to something only with the purpose of showing that it is wrong, false, mistaken, nonsensical, objectionable. So the person who's giving negative criticism, they have nefarious intentions. They, they want you to feel bad. There's no positive. They're not giving you information for the purpose of you being a better version of yourself, for the purpose of you working. It's just to mm, dig you, put you down. And here's something to know, and this is something as a Christian, and this is something that took a while, but walk with me here. People who are that critical, they are even more critical of themselves and they're very miserable. And when I come across those 
kind of people. I just pray for them. I'm like, oh my, I feel very bad that you are just as sad and just as negative. And I move on. I don't internalize it. I don't give it power because my validation comes from who I am in God. My validation comes from my inner circle, their opinions of me, and my validation comes from myself and nothing else. So nothing. So whether someone's giving you positive feedback or negative, it should you should receive it neutrally because people will put you on this pedestal just to knock you off, as my grandma would say. So that's the definition of the negative criticism and constructive criticism. Now, constructive criticism is criticism that has a valid basis. It has a valid basis. Okay. So someone's telling you something negative, but it's, it, it's, there's some validity to it. Okay. And so that, that means that you're going to have to develop a filter to determine, okay, is this negative criticism or is this constructive? And that's when you should listen. Anytime someone gives you criticism, don't respond to be defensive. Don't be defensive. Don't respond with, uh, well, that's not true or defending yourself or attacking that person. If you even care to analyze whether it's negative or constructive, you would ask open-ended questions. You would ask, oh, why do you say that? What's the basis of that? Can you give me some examples? And, And to test the veracity of what's being said. And if that person can't point to specific things, or give you a reason if a boss is giving you a review and they say, well, you're, you don't socialize with the other people and you respond, okay, can you give me a few examples of that? And you know, with the basis of your opinion, if that, if that boss can't say, well, when we're at, you know, we often go and do bingo and different retreats, you never come. Or when you're there, you're a recluse and you're not speaking. Now that's a valid constructive criticism. And then you have to analyze that if there's truth to that. But if that person can't substantiate the basis of their conclusion, then, you know, we already know negative criticism. We can pray for them and move on. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account. It's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. Now the worst of the three is the self-criticism. That's the voice in your head that is a hater. You have the power to change that voice and make it a positive one. That's the good news. There's a voice in our head and some people's voice is very negative. And that's due to childhood patterns and ways in which you were spoken to in the formative years. And now you develop that pattern and you can undevelop it by having positive thoughts, talking to yourself the way in which 
you would want someone who's absolutely bestot and in love with you to talk to you. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You can do all things, you know, and even in those situations where you fall short because mistakes will happen and therefore that's why criticism exists. Don't beat yourself up for being human and making a mistake. Distinguish yourself, distinguish your who from your do. Who you are is not what you do. You could be a good person and your action be a bad action, okay? So you have to be able to analyze, I made a mistake. I could have woken up early. I could have, you know, studied. I could have gotten a good day grade or a decent grade on that test. I instead chose to stay up late and watch Netflix. And that was a mistake. I'm not bad. Those actions were not wise. What's something I can learn from this? The self-talk should never be, well, you're stupid. You're, you know, your mom is right. You're never going to be anything. You're a loser. That is where depression, that is where suicide That is where unhealthy buffering, eating food, addictions come in, that negative self-talk. So make sure you're speaking to yourself the way you would want a lover to speak to you, the way you would want a loving parent to speak to you. And even if, how would a loving parent, okay, approach a child about a mistake? They will do it in a loving way. Sweetheart, that's not the right thing. You know the right thing. You know, we're very disappointed in you. Please do better. I love you. So you want to speak to yourself in that way, not you're stupid, you're idiot, you're an idiot, you're not going to amount to anything. That's negative self-talk. That's not, that's the most toxic criticism out there. Now, let's go to how to handle criticism. The Harvard Business Review did a study and it showed that criticism triggers anxiety and negative emotions. When we're told about things that we're doing wrong in the study, psychiatrist Goldman says it shut us down. It puts us on the defensive and it narrows our possibilities for rescue operations. Okay. The brain on criticism, according to Dr. Martin Pullis, an adjunct professor of psychiatry at the University of California at San Diego, says there are two portions of the brain. There's the amygdala, all right, and there's the prefrontal cortex. These deal with criticism. Those two parts of the brain is what processes the emotional stimuli that is criticism. And what the amygdala does is very interesting. It's the part of the brain that regulates what we deem important, and it's the part of the brain that's our emotional memory. The prefrontal cortex determines how we react to emotional stimuli, such as criticism. So these are the two things that are very, very important. So when those parts of the brain process that stimuli, it sends out chemicals that are known to cause anxiety. If you shut down, like the quote says, and you get defensive defensive, and it narrows our possibility, there's no growth there. Now we're in a negative, funky state. So it's important to know that there is a biological and scientific process that we, are, we when we are met with criticism, whether it's negative or constructive, that's going to make us feel bad. It's going to make us feel anxious. 
And you can't trust that feeling. That feeling doesn't serve you. Separate yourself. What I want you to do is separate yourself from the opinion. Mistakes aren't bad. Do not feel bad for being a human being. Separate yourself from what you may have done wrong. You're still worthy. You're still a good person. You may have fallen short. Don't be defensive because that's going to make it more of a negative experience. Instead of be curious, ask open-ended questions. As I said before, determine the basis of the criticism. Is it valid? If you are struggling with this, ask friends or family members, or if you have a significant other, hey, yeah, so-and-so said that I am a little you know, sarcastic. Do you find me to be sarcastic? But babe, and I was, babe, I want you to be honest with me because I'm tr- really working on self-development. And then that person can be honest with you. And if you're seeing consistently that the close people in your inner circle are sort of validating that criticism, that's something you may want to work on. That's all. We're all working on things. There's no perfect person. And my favorite way of dealing with it is just move on. There are people out there that want to give you unsolicited opinion. They're coming, they're giving you constructive criticism. You didn't ask for their opinion. They're uh, telling you what so-and-so said. You didn't ask what so-and-so said. Now, the story I told you guys earlier, the Felicia that is speaking today, somebody came with that foolishness of so-and-so said, I would stop them and I said, what so-and-so thinks about me is none of my business. That's what my mom would tell me. <laughs> that is none that they are entitled to their opinion. My happiness is not tied on their opinion, whether they think I'm amazing or whether they think I am boo-boo's a fool. That is not my concern. And so you don't invite the drama in. Somebody's coming to tell you the tea on what so-and-so said about you. Uh, I lightly move on. Oh, that's not me. That's not for me. It's okay. I don't want to know. And keep it moving. That eliminates you having to deal with the anxiety that happens, the chemical reactions in the brain when met with criticism. Okay, so if you are, let's kind of recap, if you are interested or if this is criticism you have to take because it's from a boss or it's from a partner, what you want to first do is to determine whether it's valid. If it's valid, how do you determine whether it's valid? You have to ask open-ended questions. If you're still on the fence and you think you can't be objective, then you want to go ahead and ask the people in your inner circle and, you know, past relationships. If you're on good terms with exes, you may want to shoot them an email and say you're doing self-development, you're you're hearing a, a particular feedback and you want to know if that was their experience as well. And you'd be surprised if you're seeing the same consistent feedback, then that just might be something you need to work on. And that's okay. Now, if it's not a situation where it's valid, it's not valid. Move on politely. We don't care about the unsolicited opinion givers, the fun snatchers and the haters. Okay. In 2020, if it does not increase my bank account or increase my frequency, no, I'm good on it. That's what your girl is on. If it does not increase my bank account or increase my frequency, I'm good on it. But you want to be teachable. You want to have a teachable spirit. So when, if you're having fair criticism, constructive criticism from mentors and people you respect, be able to hear it. If it's haters, don't even entertain it. So that was our episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys have an empowering week. I hope you kill and crush your goals. 
And until I speak to you guys next time, let's go get them unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.